Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode i i think it's simple i think you you can't be what you can't see right so if you're trying to tell somebody who's never seen a millionaire up close that they can become one mm-hmm. it's just hard for them to grasp and believe it right. so because it's too good to be true it cannot be true and therefore mm-hmm. it's a scam and we know that scam stands for still confused about money, money. so like right. like i get it now it's not that far they're confused they just they can't see it right, right. so our, that, that's where our goal is you know to start small like you know help invest your first thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand i mean i say mm-hmm. we'll get you from zero to a million in right. in a year it's a whole roadmap it's a, yeah. it's, it's a whole roadmap of the things that you need to be doing first set up your ira um for one okay like all these different milestones so we're celebrating them mm-hmm. as they achieve one milestone they're gonna look up but oh i'm at a hundred thousand mm-hmm. maybe yeah. i can actually see that million what's going on family listen we are going to get back to the game on type game i promise y'all but before we do you already know what's coming up the multiply your money challenge is on the way and we want to make sure you guys start the year off right i'm here with my guy carter corfield and georgia chempung let them know what you got for them fellas yeah this is going to be the biggest display of uh, how to multiply your money or how to build wealth or how to save on taxes that we've ever done mm. so if they want to be in the building uh, multiply your money challenge is going to be the way to become financially free in 2024 absolutely so if you've ever been interested in acquiring assets, getting access to capital, and avoiding taxes, then this is a challenge you don't want to miss to set 2024 off completely on fire. Let's get it. Let's go. Listen, link for the challenge is going to be in the description, but other than that, back to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Marvin Francois Show, your number one source for all things business, finance, and investing. And today is a very special day because our guests in studio are two of the premier figures in the financial literacy space today. They're the owners of Melanin Money, a movement responsible for empowering aspiring black and brown millionaires all across the country through wealth building and personal finance strategies. Whether they're educating you on how to invest the bag through episodes of the Financial Freedom Fastlane Show or how to keep the bag through the game given on episodes of Tax-Free Living, the mission for both these gentlemen has remained the same to close the wealth gap by helping 100,000 black and brown families achieve a net worth of $1 million. And today, they're here to do more of the same. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off of receiving not one, not two, but three Two Comma Club awards from the Funnel Hacking Live stage. By way of Chicago, Illinois, and Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm here with the one, the only, Mr. Carter Coalfield and Mr. George Achempong Jr. What's going on, family? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, fam? Have you ever been introduced better than that? I have. I was going to let them know. We clipping that up and putting it somewhere. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, look, if you go do an intro on us, that's how you got to do Listen, it. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Next time y'all do a podcast uh-huh. and they introduce y'all uh-huh. and they don't do that, you get up, you leave. Yeah, okay. Say less. You get up, you leave. We're we taking that clip and we're sending that as part of the prelim yeah, exactly. file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we, that's, that's, the homework has already been done for you. Just make sure it's as good as this. There you go. I appreciate it, y'all. How y'all feeling, man? Hey, man, if we were any better, we'd be you, brother. Ooh. Well, we'll, we'll set up a second best. Yeah, we'll set up. I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Excited to have you guys on. This is about to be 
about to be one of them ones, man. Um, yeah, man. It's cool being on the other side of the mic. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys yeah. got one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, uh, financial literacy podcast going on right now in the Mellon Money Show. And I said, look, I'm doing okay. <laughs> and I've had Carter on here, but I never had, you know what I'm saying, both Carter and George on here to give the game on top of game on top of game. So here we are now. Hey, man, yeah. listen, grateful and honored to be here, brother. We appreciate you. Most definitely. So I'm excited to, of course, get into everything. But, you know, for those who aren't familiar, Carter, of course, I know that you're a TMFS alum. George, you're new. But even still, there may be some people that's watching this episode that aren't familiar with you guys. And we want to get them familiar. So for those who aren't familiar, who exactly are Carter Cofield and George Chempong Jr.? Yeah, man. Well, as you mentioned, man, we're the founders of a financial literacy movement. I would say platform, but a movement um, called Melanin Money. Um, we have a goal of helping 100,000 people of color achieve their first one million in net worth. Uh, you know, we decided to come together, you know, Carter having a, being a CPA and having an extensive background, being the go-to leader when it comes to helping people live tax-free, mm. um, and me being the person to help people achieve wealth three times faster. It's like, hey, look, here's, here's, here's what's our thing, right? It's like, if we can get Uncle Sam out your pocket, and teach you how to out, outsmart Wall Street. I mean, you don't really need nothing else, right? So right. coming coming together, kind of like some Captain Planet type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Our yeah. forces combined. And uh, we're just here to really just, you know, change the game. Yeah, I think the difference between us and other people is that we're both, we're influencers, we're credential. I would say we are experts to have right. influence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because he's the number one financial advisor in all of Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. right? And I'm one of the number one, I call myself the number one CPA when it comes to black and brown people, right? Mm-hmm. So like we have the credentials of Wall Street. We have the conditions of, um, you know, of big accounting firms, but we took that and took our knowledge to make influence on the people based on our credentials. So I think that that really separates us because when people hear that we have the background, but we're just teaching in a way that can serve the people. It's, you know, it, it, it helps us stand out. Because what it boiled down to is like, you know, when we have, had our firms, it's like there's only so many people we can help, right? right. It's like there's only so many clients we can take. And the bigger your influence goes is economics 101, supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, there's a lot of demand, so the supply is shrinking. And so, so we have to raise our prices and then exactly. we price our own people out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so we had to figure out, well, how can we still serve at scale, which is where the podcast came from. It's like, yo, like, listen, this is free, right? Mm-hmm. And we drop every week. Um, I have so for the past two two years or so, um, and then just continue to create free content. Then we created two more shows, right? It's like, okay, well, how can we go deeper? How can we go deeper? Then we created a membership club, right? So it's like we just constantly created ways to serve the people in, in meaningful ways, but to be able to reach as many people as possible, right? And so that's why we decided to build what we're building now. That's phenomenal, man. And, you know, speaking for myself personally, watching you guys work from the outside looking in has been outstanding right the impact that you guys have been able to create over the course of these past couple of years with your platform the masterminds y'all do i mean y'all fresh off of you know i'm saying a flight to jamaica <laughs> yeah back, man. back yeah, to work man. but still <laughs> smelling like a vacation you understand? everything's irene yeah i understand you understand? understand but but you know all of it ties back into once again this mission that you guys are on to empower our people right mm-hmm. and i think that's great i want to talk more <clears throat> excuse me i want to talk more about this partnership yeah. right because you know you guys seem to just be on this wavelength of what you're doing that it's not very common to see right yeah. in our space. For me personally, I've come to learn that a lot of the best partnerships, whether it's business, platonic, romantical, or usually when you and the person that you're aligned with have the sim- have similar values, but like a complementary skill set. Yeah. So I'm curious to know when it comes to the success that you guys have been able to have, would you attest it to that or is it something else that we're not seeing? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think to your point about the um, the, the commonalities in, in relationships, right, is that so we met originally in 2019 mm. and we had our separate businesses, you know, independently successful at the time, multi six figure businesses at that time. And we just bounced ideas off each other. Right? I was like, yo, so we met at a conference. Right. So the first commonality was we both had an interest in investing in ourselves. Right. If we ha- if we didn't have that commonality, we would have never met. Right. He was at a conference. I was at a conference. 
Um, then from there, we, we, we took a liking to each other and decided, hey, look, let's keep like tapping in. And then every other t- Monday yep. um, for two years, right, we just mastermind, right, collectively. No charges, just me and him, right? Um, he would travel because, you know, this guy, right, he was gone, <laughs> yeah, gone, gone, for, gone for a month. I was like, yo, I'll see you when I get back. And so I would have some sauce, sauce for him when he came back, and I would be gone, and he would have some stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And we just constantly, like, just, you know, iron, as you always hear the cliche, iron sharpens iron, right? right. Um, so that was kind of the start of it. So you, you got to imagine if you can, if you can like somebody enough and someone can add enough value to your life for two years, right, mm-hmm. with no formal business on the line, right? There's got to be something there, right? Right. Um, and so, so we did that. Little did he know, I was kind of like watching him, like, okay, I wonder if I could actually do business with him. Mm-hmm. And then um, that evolved into you know us deciding to launch the podcast. And at the time, um, the first iteration of our of our Melanin Millionaires Club it wasn't called that at the time, but our first iteration of that, right? He saw something in me, and then was willing to financially commit to the vision that I had started started, right? Mm-hmm. Which showed the respect uh, for what I was building. It wasn't because a, a lot of times what happens is you have somebody in your in your circle, or your friends, like they're moving a certain way, and you just think just because of familiarity or, or friendship, they should just like. Tap in just because like right. nah, bro. Struggling to check, sign a paper. Want a small check either. Want a small check. You want in on this, right? Right. This was gonna cost you. <laughs> this was gonna cost right. you, brother. I knew, I knew where we were going, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, to have that buy-in was another. It's like we kept having these solidifiers, right? That was another solidifier. Like, okay, man. So we locked in for two years together. You know, still like each other. Sometimes you know you don't like a person after two Facts. years. Like, yes. yo, bro, this dude's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that was so that was first, and then he financially locked in with me, um, and then after that, man, it's just been kind of you know lights out. So I just think that, like you said, a common goal. We both have a, a, a vision and a heart to serve, be the best at what we do in our respective zones of genius, and I think that's that's kind of what helped us just take off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a vetting process, right? Like For sure. if he didn't grow in two years, I would have been like, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. and vice versa, right? Like so like when you around friends and I grow so my, I grow at an extremely fast pace, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always in different masterminds investing in myself. So for, for my thought, for me to not outpace him in thought, growth, and leadership, that was a big thing for me. Cause usually, you know, you met, you might meet somebody somewhere, and then two years later, like you kept going and they stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you you only had two choices. You either you come back to where they are mm-hmm. or they gotta catch up. But we always kind of stay at this at the at the same level. So that that was a testament, a big testament for me. Um, because as you know, at this level, bro, it's really hard right. to find people yeah. who like you know, it's hard to find them friends that can meet you in all three levels. Like, like, you know, you're just a dope person to be around. Mm-hmm. You also a high level minded individual, and you can meet on other other levels as well. So like when we had that, I was like, all right, dope. And then we just locked in, and we have complementary skill sets to where he has he does things that I don't have to do, and I do things that he don't have to do, mm-hmm. and so it just makes it real easy, bro. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, talking a little bit more about that. To your point, I don't, I really don't think most people understand how tough it is to find like a good business partner, right? Yeah. Like because it's one thing to find somebody that wants to go where you want to go to but how you guys want to get there are two completely different things as well so diving more into that i know that there are a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. right now who are building businesses who probably have propositions of individuals that are trying to work with them from you guys experience from what it led what led to you guys coming together and even through other business ventures that you may be going through now Mm -hmm. what what does that due diligence process have to look like in terms of bro if i don't see these two or three things in you it's we it's not even a conversation yeah, well, one quote that I live by is unarticulated expectations lead to premeditated resentments, mm. right? So you have to be willing to have the tough conversations on the front end, mm-hmm. right? And so, again, there's a lot of commonalities in relationships. So it's like you got to understand, you know, what are what are their 
personal goals? What are their personal priorities, right? Mm-hmm. What makes them tick, right? So I don't necessarily know if I, if I would say there's like a distinct formula, but some of the things that come to mind for me is I think we've already said some of them like, like growth-minded, mm-hmm. right? Um, are they willing to do the work, right? So in that amount of time, a lot of life has happened, right? I have a son that's almost two, right? But my grind has still stayed high. It's not like, oh man, I'm a dad now. Like I can't make, like my like I left Jamaica on Sunday and I'm here on Monday, right? Yeah. And so it's like, like, being willing and committed while still also having a partner that will give you the flexibility. Like, yo, bro, if you can't do this, I st- I'm going to hold it down. You know, having those, you know, opportunities and complimentary, you know, um, vibes are important, right? So just someone who you, who's willing to grow with you, but at the same token, someone who uh, can still have enough respect for the realities that's happening outside of, you know, your 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 business, mm-hmm. that they're still willing to support you through those, through those evolutions, right? But those are some of the things that stick out to me. And you just, I mean... I hate to say the cliche, like it's one of those things where like, if you know, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, certain, certain things that will happen. It's just like, yo, like I know that I'm locked in with somebody who gets it. Right. Um, and you know, right. It's like you, sometimes you can't ignore it. You feel it, you know, it, but you got to like lean into that and not try to overlook it because it's a tough conversation that right. I got to have uh, if I do. Yeah. For me, it's simple. Like if you ain't built nothing on your own, I ain't trying to partner with you yet. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, sh- I'm, I watch people. From afar, like show me you can build because I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. Right. But you show me that you can build something to own. Show me that you can already have your own type of success. So it's not you latching on to me to right. get somewhere. Right? You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, well, all partnerships I do, I vet for an extremely long time because you can ruin your brand mm-hmm. attaching to the wrong person. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? In this level, if this you know day and age of entrepreneurship, it's you know it's a lot of people doing money grabs, mm-hmm. and I don't. Do I don't I don't I don't particularly need to do that. So mm-hmm. like I just watch people from afar, see the integrity, see what things you're you know you're willing to do, see, see what things you're willing to say no to. Mm-hmm. Because if you partner with somebody else, then that and if I partner with you, now I'm partner with that person, bro. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I right. just wait and watch uh, people for a while. And if you if you haven't built nothing on your own yet, I probably won't partner yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, and it's cool to be like money driven right because at the end of the day we live in a capital you know listic society you got to have money to do things right but you can't be like money hungry right like like the only the only thing drives you is like i gotta get this bag i gotta get this bag right that's that's a key indicator because they might be starving and that's that's <laughs> where a lot of business partnerships go bad because if the person is starving and mm-hmm. you're trying to think of a five-year play and they're looking at a five-day play Ooh, yeah. it's like bro like why are you why are you chasing that little right. we got something big over here what you right. focus on that for because right. let me let me give you the timeline right two years separate businesses just collabing just like you know mastermind together right another two years only core real main business was media right like let's just focus on getting our amplifying our voice collectively so then we had two years of like just being locked in as you know brothers in business right and then two years of like yo like we got this thing together that we're willing to nurture that we're not relying upon right Mm. imagine being in business because we didn't Try to, we didn't even try to monetize the podcast for the first two years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine being in business with someone for two years, right, where you're not even trying to make, really, for real, make a dollar for the for, the, for, the, for that particular business, right? right? Now, we did have a subscription business that we were starting to grow or whatever, but we weren't relying upon any of that money, which was another validation. Like, oh, he he, he must be good. Cause, yeah, because he made it two years without, making, you know, without really making money from this joint source, right. which, again, showed me that you can build something on your own. And in the moment we turned the real lever... It was like confirmation that we made the right decision. Like, oh gosh, thank you. Like, like we we both. It was both, you know, very um, successful launch. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's, it's a very successful launch. Leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> leave it at that. Right, but a very successful launch, if you mm-hmm. will. Right. So yeah. So I mean, you know, re, re, you know, read the room. 
um, and, and, and pay attention, vet from afar, and just make sure that they're not like their only purpose for partnering with you is isn't money. Because if it is, then I, I don't think it'll last long. You might, you might n- not to say you won't make some, right. but it might not last long. Let's dive deeper into the brand, the yeah. Melon and Money brand, because we have insight now into what led you guys to come together to set this foundation. Sure. But when we talk about this mission statement, 100,000 mm-hmm. black and brown families, million dollar net worth. That's heavy. Yeah. You understand? $100 billion in collective net worth, to be exact. Yeah. It's tall task. Yeah. I want to know why 100,000 families, why 1 million, but more importantly, what exactly does the step, what's the plan to get us there? Yeah, yeah. So net worth is is the the, the standard, right? The gold standard of wealth, right? Which mm-hmm. you know, what you own versus what you owe. Mm-hmm. And and when I originally when I first first launched uh the company, like as a merchandise brand, you know, years ago, uh there's a micro goal of like helping I can't it's so crazy to say now, but it was like uh I don't know, like a thousand families invest like a thousand dollars or something like that, like at the time or whatever, right? Right. But I just realized I actually was getting close. I was like, oh, this ain't enough. Like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like we got nine ninety eight, nine ninety nine. I mean, yeah. we need a bigger mission, bro. Yeah. 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 So it's like it had it had to be bigger, right? And then it's like when I go back to the the the, the I guess the prefaces or prefaces, or whatever, however you say that word, precipice? When, precipice, precipice, yeah, precipice. yeah, of when my career started. Like it's still like the thread is still the same. Like I had this exercise called Project Two Hundred uh, as a financial advisor, and it was like, hey, you you got to find two hundred people that you would trade paychecks with, um, and it had to have this amount of net worth, this amount of assets, and mm-hmm. it went that list went from two hundred to two. Right. I didn't know anybody. Right. And so it's like we have to help as many people as possible. Right. And so if we can help a hundred thousand people achieve their first one million in net worth, we can put a serious dent in the wealth gap. We might not cl- close it completely. Mm-hmm. But we damn sure moving the needle. Right. And so that just became like a goal that was audacious and hairy enough that we felt like we could chase that could potentially outlive us that we were OK with. Right. Like if that like if when it's all said and done. We get to, while we're still here and we're still living as individuals, Mm -hmm. if we get to helping people achieve a net worth total of, let's just say, uh, I don't know, 50 50 billion, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's keep this thing going, right? Which is why Melanin Money stands at the forefront, not George, not Carter, right? Right. So that was kind of the the thought process there in those targets. And, and, And that was the biggest draw for me because like... Me being the tax guru in the space, I asked myself, like, 10 years from now, do I win it? Do I really just want to be the tax dude? Mm-hmm. You know, so I had a real conversation with myself because only so many people can get behind Carter, the tax person. Only right. so many people can get behind George, the investor person. But everybody can get behind the melanin money movement and what it stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a big draw for me. So I was like, yeah, I can I can put this at the forefront because this is bigger than me. It's something that somebody that a lot of people can get, can get behind mm-hmm. and we can be tricking people into building wealth. So, yep. I love it. Let's to dive deeper into that. When we talk about getting to this goal of 100,000 black and brown families, getting to that net worth of one million, mm-hmm. a part of that process, I believe, is start uh, individuals that look like us sure. essentially starting conversations and having conversations that they're not really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, what starts to happen now is the S word starts to get thrown around, right? Scam. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is you have people that are hearing things and talking about things like, you know, um, investing in real estate mm-hmm. and, you know, making six-figure businesses, passive income, generational wealth, all these terms that we hear getting thrown yeah. around. And for a lot of people who aren't familiar with those conversations, mm-hmm. naturally because they're just not used to it, it's like, oh, these right. guys are just trying to sell something. Yeah. Right? Oh, this is a sc- scam, right? That, that mm-hmm. word gets thrown around so frivolously. I'm curious to know, from you guys' perspective, why do you think it's still so difficult 
for us to have the conversations that are necessary for us to get to the point of getting to that million dollar net worth in these for these black and brown yeah. families. I, I think it's simple. I think you, you can't be what you can't see. Right. So if you're trying to tell somebody who's never seen a millionaire up close that they can become one, mm-hmm. it's just hard for them to grasp and believe it. Right. So because it's too good to be true, it cannot be true, and therefore mm-hmm. it's a scam. And we know that scam stands for still confused about oh, money. money. So like, right. like I get it. Now, it's not that far they're confused. They just they can't see it. Right. So our, that, that's where our goal is, you know, to start small, like you know, help invest your first thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand. I mean, not saying mm-hmm. we'll get you from zero to a million in right. in a year. It's a whole roadmap. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a whole roadmap. But the things that you need to be doing first: set up your IRA, um, four one. Okay, like all these different milestones so we're celebrating them mm-hmm. as they achieve one milestone they're gonna look up but oh i'm at a hundred thousand mm-hmm. maybe yeah. i can actually see that million yep right but i think the reason why we hear a scam in the world because people are saying going on social media saying i can help you make 100k in 100 days mm-hmm. like bro like <laughs> i mean it's possible and right. i've done it but they can't see that yet you right, know what right. i'm saying they've never they, they haven't seen a hundred thousand in a thousand days, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Right. So that I think that's the, th- those are the main things that we see scams so much in our in our culture. Um, but you got to start people up and give them a roadmap that they can see themselves in, insert themselves, and then start mm-hmm. walking from there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Because for me, I-, I would say almost a secondary mission, a derivative of our, of our core mission, is to to bridge the gap between limiting beliefs, right, mm-hmm. and and the oversimplification of success, right. And that bridge is context. Mm. Right. So what happens is, yeah, you, somebody can make $100,000 in a month or whatever, or have a multi-six-figure business or even make more than that. But if there's no context on how it happens, that's where the scam ideology comes from because it seems so far-fetched outside of the concept of their grasp. Right? It's like, well, how is that possible? Because mm-hmm. someone on the left is oversimplifying it because it's hard to give the context in a 60-second soundbite or a 15-second soundbite. Mm-hmm. So then the person who's never seen it, they're like, no, nah, this ain't this ain't real. It can't be, right? right? Because they don't have that bridge, which is why we do long form content, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't. It's impossible to get all of that context into a, a thirty or sixty second Instagram post, right? Right. Um, or a TikTok, right? So like, we try to with everything we do bridge the gap with that context and not by just having long form content, but also showing the proof, right? Carter, yes, he's branded as a tax guy, but he also owns multifamily real estate in his hometowns, buy another property in Texas this year, right? So it's like there's things that that we're actually doing in real time, which is another thing that separates us from other people. It's like people get so good at theory, right? Like you could do this. You could buy the car, the 6,000 pounds. You could do, you can do a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But are you doing it as a leader, right? So that's another metric of separation is there's no strategy that we've ever talked about unless it's just not applicable to us that we haven't done. Right. Like we are actually doing the strategies. I think that's another way to bridge the gap is just don't talk about something you haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's so easy. I feel like the scamming culture and all that will simmer down is if you choose to focus on strategies that you're currently doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right? like document the strategy document on the social, strategy. social media. Like, oh, that is probably he really did buy yeah. that multifamily property and, and mm-hmm. did a cost segregation. Yeah. And you know, I, so. I literally bought my Lamborghini just to show people I can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Drove, how many you can probably count on one hand. I, I've driven my Lamborghini four times. I knew it. Um, so, yeah, but like I bought it because I'm over here telling people that you can buy a Lamborghini Euros that weighs over 6,000 pounds and write off a quarter million dollars in your taxes. Well, show me, bro. And I, and I, and I went to go buy it and I showed them. And then right. I said, okay, well, I don't need it. I got, I got my content, not, not the content of flex, right. but the content to show people what's possible, right? Mm-hmm. And then I rented the Lamborghini out and that's how it makes me 
fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every time we do, like every time we do a class, like I'm logging in to one of my investment yeah, accounts, yeah. right? It's like, yo, like here's what here's what the performance is. Here's how you can borrow against it. Here's what I borrow. Here's what I use to buy, right? Like mm-hmm. so, like it starts to connect the dots. People's like, oh, this ain't just uh, clickbait, right? right? They really doing this stuff. You know what I mean? And I think if people could do more of that, not to flex, right, but to show proof that it's possible, I think that's what will help. So then, I mean, for even for something like that, right, like you guys said, we're being in this information age, it's tricky because when we talk about like social media, there's two sides to the coin. Mm-hmm. You have individuals like yourself that are showing people strategies, real life strategies that you're using that mm-hmm. you've used to create wealth and create passive income and all these other things for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're actually trying to help people. Right. Then the other side of the coin are individuals that haven't done these things right. and are essentially selling a lifestyle that they don't actually live. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about strategies, talking about plays that they haven't actually run. And as a result, for me as a consumer who's trying to walk into this lifestyle, I'm kind of like, all right, who, who's who and what's what? Yeah. Do you think that with that being the case, uh, tools like social media have been more progressive in helping our community become more financially literate or more regressive in that regard? 100% progressive, right? Like, you got to realize that, like, so the seatbelt came 75 years after the car was invented. Okay. Right? So there's always going to be, you know, things that come out like it's like, okay, we got to learn like how to navigate this thing. Right. But all the good that has come from social media in terms of the reach and the impact, there's always going to be some situations where people get hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the seatbelt example. But like that's, that's, that's like saying, man, we should have never came out with the car. Right. We should be riding around on horses. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like like there has to be there's going to be a period of time where people learn how to better vet. Right. Um, and learn how to do their own due diligence and what to look for. Mm-hmm. But the, the good most certainly has mm-hmm. outweighed the, the cons, right? But there also is a responsibility on the, the consumer, not, on the consumer yeah. right? right? The consumer has to, like, do their due diligence. Bro, bro said he can make you 100K in 100 days. Did you did you do any proof? Bro said he was the man at X, Y, and Z. Well, did you he, do well, any Google? Well, I mean, he posted a picture of a Stripe deposit, so I thought that was enough. Did you do did, any did, Google? You, so you, you couldn't get him to send you one testimony? One testimony, <laughs> right? You couldn't reverse engineer not one. Okay, let me find out somebody who said that he they actually did this for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, yes, we, we, as consumers... We have a responsibility as well, right? We would like to think that, I mean, hell, look at the FDA. Like, all no, there's almost no supplements that are FDA approved, mm-hmm. right? Like, you got to still determine, am I going to put this in my body, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the consumers have to also take on that responsibility. I mm-hmm. think the more that happens, uh, you know, the the Ivy League will be separated from JUCO. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, see, that's, that's the beautiful thing about pl- platforms like this because if you want here, <laughs> if you're on the Marvel Fred Slot Show, ain't, ain't, no, ain't no faking, ain't, ain't no gimmick. No we got the right. real deal, right? No so I have, rap. I have yeah. two <laughs> high level entrepreneurs on this platform. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about real world strategies that we could give to individuals that are watching this to start establishing financial freedom for themselves, right? So mm-hmm. let's say I'm somebody, I'm, I'm working a nine to five, I'm making forty to fifty thousand dollars a year, working a dead end job, been here for X amount of years. I'm ready to start taking the steps I need to take mm-hmm. to figuring out where can I put a dollar to turn it into two, right? What right. do I need to do to start buying my time back? Yeah. I see Carter Cofield. I see Georgia Chempong. I see I see the Eurus that Carter bought that he only drove four or five times. I want I want to <laughs> figure out the steps to go ahead and get there, right? Yeah. If I'm trying to learn how I can start, what I need to do to start getting towards becoming financially free, what are some of the actionable steps that you guys took early yeah. on before you guys got to this point yeah. that I could learn from? Yeah, I can start it off because then I'll, I'll give them the money so you can teach them how to, yeah. Okay, so the first thing you need to do is you need to find the money, right? Do it. Because if you're making forty to $50,000, you probably ain't saving that much depending on your lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Because of that $50,000, 
15 of that is going to the IRS, if not more, mm-hmm. right? right? So my first recommendation would be um, whatever your job is paying you to do from five to nine, you need to be doing, whatever your job is paying you to do from nine to five, you need to find a way to do that from five to nine. So mm-hmm. what do I mean? Like if you're an assistant at work making $50,000 a year, mm-hmm. you need to start a side hustle being an assistant to entrepreneurs so you can make money outside of work, mm-hmm. right? Once you make money outside of work, you unlock tax deductions, which means the IRS says any expense that is ordinary and necessary for you to do that side hustle mm-hmm. is now tax deductible. So now if you're working from home, you get to write off your home office. Now you're writing off a portion of your rent mm-hmm. every single month, right? Which we can go de- deeper into if you want to. Oh, but, but then if you're using your phone, now you use your phone in your side business. Now you're writing off your phone bill every month, right? Mm-hmm. So you're able to increase these deductions. So let's say your, your side business only makes $2,000, but you have $15,000 worth of deductions. Your side business lost $13,000, mm-hmm. right? So then what you do, you can take that $13,000 loss that you just had from all these deductions. It gets subtracted from the income you make at work, which lowers your taxable income, which lowers the taxes you have to pay. Right. Mm. So the side business can make you make more money, but it also decreases your taxes by a lot. So if you do this properly, you're able to get anywhere from a five to a fifteen thousand dollar tax refund. And your business can show a loss for two years straight without the IRS deeming it a hobby. So you can do this for the first year, lose ten thousand dollars, get a get a ten thousand dollar tax refund. You can do this the second year, your business lose money, get another ten thousand ten thousand dollar tax refund. Now you have twenty thousand dollars of actual money back from the IRS that you can use to start investing. Mm-hmm. And that's where he can help you. Yep, big facts. Okay, so I got I got this. I started this side, but you a dangerous brother. You a, you a, was, you a dangerous brother. Along, bro. you a and dangerous I gave all brother. the context there listen, too. <laughs> listen, if the IRS is watching, y'all got problems. You understand? <laughs> so we all right. So now I figured out how to create more income for myself. Yep. Right now, what are the steps that I would need to take to now take that? Let's say I have that twenty thousand dollars that's mm-hmm. sitting there. That's that's ready to invest. Where could I go? Or what do I need to start doing to figure out where to put this money? Once again, turning a dollar into two. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I always like to tell people the, the Burger King investment strategy. Okay. Right? So the Burger King investment strategy is this. So McDonald's, they spend millions of dollars on mm-hmm. figuring out where they want to put the next McDonald's. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think Burger King spends to figure out where they want to put the next Burger King? That's a good question. I'm not Bur- sure. None. They just put it across the street from, the next, from McDonald's. Damn. Right? <laughs> because McDonald's has done all the due diligence, right? So it's like, okay, well, McDonald's has already done the due diligence that this is a great spot for our McDonald's. Burger King is like, okay, boom, I'm going to put it across the street. Now, what does that have to do with investing? What that, has, what that has to do with investing is companies like Vanguard, right, who make some of the popular index funds and ETFs, they've spent millions mm-hmm. of dollars on research to figure out what are the best funds that should be in this holding, mm-hmm. right, or this fund, right? And so what I like to tell people is, hey, look, don't reinvent the wheel. They've already done the research, right? So at minimum, 50 to even 70 to 80% of your portfolio can be made up of those index funds like VOO, right? Mm. And now what you've effectively done is you've had an opportunity to, instead of trying to figure out like, what are the individual stocks that I need to pick? You can go ahead and start by picking picking a fund that has already been well-vetted and well-researched. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to take an extra step, you can then go to these websites for free, right? Vanguard, look at VOO. And then you'll be able to see all the different holdings inside of that fund. Now, for those of you, you, you all who don't know what index fund is, it's basically like a basket of investments, right? You basically can buy the entire stock market, right? Mm. So it, it'd be the equivalent of instead of buying uh, um, a standalone store, you bought the whole mall, mm. right? Okay. And if you buy the whole mall, if three, if Foot Locker, The Gap, or Banana Republic closed, closed down, do you think the whole mall is going to close down? 
Probably not. Probably not, right? This is going to replace with other stores. Mm-hmm. That's the same way an index fund works, right? But however, there are some stores that probably are performing better than others, just like stocks, mm-hmm. right? So what you can do is you can look inside that fund and say, man, Apple is really doing well in VOO. Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla. So I'm going to still buy 60 to 80% of this fund to make up my portfolio, but I'm going to then buy those as individual companies outside of the fund so I can get a slightly outsized performance, right? And so that's how I've been able to beat the market for the past decade. Right. I got receipts, of course, to prove that. And so and so that's what I always tell people to do. Right. Like you if you're an expert at being an assistant or expert at being at whatever you do, unless you want to be George, you're not going to want to spend the time that I spent being a world class investor. But what you can do is use a strategy like that to still secure your portfolio and probably get better returns than all the Instagram gurus trying to sell you stock signals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because think about it, if, if you can find like his mall example. If you can look at the mall's balance sheet and see like what or income statement, see which stores are bringing in the most money, and you can double down your investments on a, not only the entire mall but the stores that's bringing in the more, the most money, it's you're kind of like it's not making your bet safer, but it's making your bet smarter right. because you you know which companies are are, are doing best, right? Um, so I think that if you take the money that I just showed you how to get, and then you invest it in the way he just told you how to invest. That's, that's two ways to, to make, you know, make some more money instantly. 50% of businesses fail within the first five years, and 38% of those businesses fail due to lack of access to capital. But 100% of business owners who are watching this aren't gonna have that issue because I'm about to teach y'all how to bankroll your business. What's going on, family? My name is Marvin Francois, and back in 2020, I was a new entrepreneur with little to no idea on how I was gonna build my first successful business. But fast forward a couple of years later, I've been able to build multiple successful successful six-figure businesses by leveraging business credit. And today, I want to give entrepreneurs the game on how they can do the same. So this Thursday, I'm going to be hosting my free Bankroll Your Business Masterclass, where I'm going to teach you how to go from having bad personal credit and little to no business funding to having perfect personal credit and access to a minimum of $50,000 in funding for your business. Spots are going fast and the clock is ticking. So if you haven't already, click the link above or below this video to secure your seat. And I'll see y'all on Thursday. Peace. I forgot who I brought on this damn episode. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot who I brought on this yeah. damn episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I want to I wanna unpack that a little bit more. So, George, you actually have a philosophy. I don't know if it's yours, but I've heard you talk about it. It's called, mine. <laughs> oh, you already, oh, you already know? Okay. Yeah. The Wealth Triangle. Yeah. Oh, you came up with that. Yeah. Genius. Okay. So, we started talking about one of the sides of the triangle. I know it's high income skill, mm-hmm. invest in asset, build a scalable business. We're going to come back to invest in asset. <laughs> We touched on high income scale. I want to talk about building a scalable business because to Carter's example, you know, you got a nine to five, go ahead and, you know, build a business on the side from the five to nine. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm curious to know for for individuals who are seeing it from the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. what's the side of building a scalable business that we don't see? Right. Yeah. Because you guys are super successful. We see we see the we see the, the flights, <laughs> yeah. we see the jets, we see the yachts, we see the cars. But there's a whole side another side to it that never makes it to the internet For that sure. I think people should also be aware of too. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you know, growing a team, right? Because part of building a scalable business is people and systems making you money, right? So when you when you have a high income skill set, you make you money, right? You're you're world class. But you, you can still make it Far right. with that, very yeah, far, yeah. right? You probably make it to your first million, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, right? Or multiple, multiple six figures at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a scalable business is where people and or and systems make you money, right? So the things that you don't see is well, 
you tried out this system and it didn't work, you got to try out another one. Or you hired this person and they didn't cut the mustard, you had to hire another person. Or the all the expenses associated with standing up the people in the systems, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the types of things that you don't see mm-hmm. um, but are definitely necessary evils to the process, right? And so it's just like understanding that like I look at building a business a lot like making a cake, right? Like if I were to ask, if I were to, uh, hand you a stick of butter and say, hey, take a bite out of it right now. You're like, bro, you crazy. Right. Right. Or if I hand you a bag of flowers, I reach your hand in here and take a face full of that. You think I was crazy. Mm-hmm. But if I were to, if I were to give you the itemized ingredients and we combine them all together and you realize like, oh, shoot, these are all the ingredients required to make a cake. Then you would understand like, OK, like and when, it, when I look at them in an isolated way, it doesn't make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes business is the same way. It's like, dang, I got to go through this. I got to go through this. I got to go through this. And then in hindsight. Right. You realize that those are all ingredients of the recipe. Right. So it's almost like when it rains, you ask for the rain, but you don't ask for the mud. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a part of it. And so just understanding that and, and you get to a point in business where those types of things start to happen. You realize like, oh, something good is coming. Right. What's the quote that you always like to use about um, intention? Uh, uh, disruption always follows intention. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so and so you start to you start to recognize, like, at least at least for me, it's like, oh, shit, something, something's good. Like I knew like this year alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Had some experiences. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And I got to the point, like when I came back from one of them and some had my people like, oh, you got to sit down. I was in Italy, right? In the middle of one of our uh, virtual events that we do. And my my flight um, got derailed and like it, it got caught in a hailstorm. We had to do an emergency landing in Rome. And then my friends and I had a group, one of my group texts like, yo, bro, you got to sit down somewhere. But it's like the second, third time, bro, something happened with your flight. Boom, boom. And I quickly corrected them. I said, hey, look, I said, if you look at Jordan's record, right? Mm-hmm. Like you look at Jordan, Michael Jordan, for those who are wondering, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as an athlete, like his shooting percentage was, I mean, I think like a 68% or something like that. Like mm-hmm. in the NBA, that's great numbers. Mm-hmm. But by school standards, that's that's an F, right? Mm-hmm. So what you got to realize is like there are micro moments that might seem like, man, this is a struggle or man, this isn't, a, this isn't that great. Mm-hmm. But you have to contextualize it in the broader spectrum of the big wins, right? Just bef- like literally four days after that happened, we had a virtual event. We had that's when we had the thousand people show up during the challenge, right? Oh yeah, yeah. a thousand people, right? Literally, people mm. could not get in the room. Yeah, crazy. you know what I'm saying. And so it's like, and these other things kept happening. So I, but I, so much stuff in my life like that has happened that I now know what it looks like. Mm. So when it comes to building a scalable business, you just have to have a level of resilience to understand, mm-hmm. like this is part of it, right? You didn't ask for it. No one, no one asks for the circumstance, but it is a part of the recipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you ask, if you ask for the results, you got to deal with. Um, what it takes to get those results. And most people are not willing to put in the work to get the championships they wish for mm-hmm. because when the work is too hard, they want to quit. But, like, that's, you know, all about having resilience, man. And that's why you want to, you know, be a, be, a, be a resilient person. Hopefully you have enough um, controversy early in your life where it's just you, you're used to it when it comes. Yeah. So here we go. Let's get yeah, it. Let's get it. <laughs> like yeah. Jordan, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Listen, yeah. coming into, when I first came into the entrepreneurship space, one of the things that I heard a lot then, I even still hear it now, your first million is going to be the hardest. Mm-hmm. Your first million is going to be the hardest. I kept hearing it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now, myself sitting next to two high-level entrepreneurs like mm-hmm. yourself who have crossed that mark, I want to know what was the difference in the work that it took to get to six figures compared to w- the work that it took to get to seven? Well, well, actually, I don't know about, about y'all, but like when I when I hit the million, like it's crazy. Cause I've been aspiring to make a million dollars for so long. When I hit it, the joy lasted for like two hours. Same. It was, was quick. Like, yeah. Because then you're like, all right, where's the next? Like, and that's why I qu- that was my first time really trusting when people said money does not buy you happiness. 
Because mm-hmm. I, was, I was literally happy for like two hours. And then it was like, all right, what's next, right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. Aspire for it. But like, mm-hmm. at least I, you know, that's when I first had the, 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 the understanding that money will, like, the, the number always moves. Now it's 10. Right. There's going to be a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. The number's going to keep moving. So it doesn't right. matter what the number is. It matters about the impact over income. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, you can hustle your way to six figures. Easy. Hustle and bustle. No team. Right. Blindfold. You can just hard work your way to $100,000. Between a hundred thousand and a half a million, you're gonna need at least one per at least an executive assistant. At least. At least somebody to book your flights, handle stuff that you don't need to handle. And then you can you, you can get to half a million. Emails, all that kind Emails, of stuff like that. Yeah. To get to a million dollars, you need a you need, I would say, at least a small team. Mm-hmm. And you need a really high come in high come skill set. You need to learn how to market, in my opinion. Right. Because mm-hmm. if they don't know you, they can't flow you. Right. Mm-hmm. So um to, 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 if you want to make it to a million, like, you know, relatively fast, you have to find a good team of people that's going to that can see their dream within your company mm-hmm. and want to really lock in because you can't hustle your way to a million dollars. You have to have systems, team, automations in place to be able to get there. And then when you get the, you get the million, you got to find a way to keep it. Right. Perfect. So that's obviously that where we come in place and you want to find ways to take a little bit of money outside your business and start making your money make money for you mm-hmm. so you don't got to keep hustling for the money anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is the blueprint? Because now, I feel like every time I look up, especially for you, Carter, you're in another mastermind, you're in another mentorship, you're investing tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars back into Because the money's not yours. Entrepreneurs get it messed up when they make money, they think the money belongs to them, right? Like, when you... Money is currency, and if you don't, if you stop it from flowing, it dies, mm-hmm. right? So I think like, at least the entrepreneurs I know, they, they make a bag and they go spend it. Like, no, you need to make a, you make the bag and then re, we'll go reinvest it, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's into marketing, whether it's into investing in yourself. I think, dude, fit 40 to 50% of my money is spent on marketing plus masterminds. Mm. So if I make a million dollars, 400000 has to go to marketing and masterminds, period. Right. Because cause if you think about it and you just really zoom out, right, like the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go is information that you don't have, mm-hmm. that you haven't executed on, right? So if the quicker you can acquire the information and execute it, the quicker you get to the next million and the next million, right? So the question becomes, well, how quick can I acquire the information, mm-hmm. right? And that's when you know you have to invest the money, right, into other places, mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just boils down to that. But most, most people, they just don't get that, right, for whatever reason. Listen, if you're an entrepreneur struggling to get funding because of your bad credit, then this video is for you. You see, I understand that when banks deny businesses for funding, they're not just denying businesses the capital they need, but they're also denying business owners the resources that they need to build the business of their dreams. And as a business owner, I've seen this happen over and over and over and over again, but I want you to know that there's a solution. Because here at Takeoff Financial, we've helped countless entrepreneurs just like you go from having poor personal credit and not being able to access funding to having perfect personal credit that they were able to leverage to access five to six figures in funding, and we want you to be the next one. So click the link above or below this video to secure your free consultation, and we'll see you on the other side of Success Family. That was actually going to be my next point because, you know, going back to the wealth triangle, when we talk about investing in assets, we think about, I think most people think like stocks, real estate, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there are also intangible assets For that sure. you can invest in as well. Yeah, One of those being relationships, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm curious to know from you guys' individual experience, talk a little bit about how pivotal investing in relationships has been to melanin money success and even your individual success as entrepreneurs as well. 
Yeah, for, for me, um, relationships are the breadcrumbs to your destiny, right? And so it's like, when you can invest in key relationships, it's almost like investing money in the bank or, or depositing money in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you make the deposits, you make the deposits with, with you, you know that one day you could make a withdrawal, but that's not your intention. It's like deposit, 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 deposit. Mm-hmm. So when we do something like a big in-person event, we're like, hey, yo, can you pull up? Like, yeah, absolutely. Or or we see that someone knows someone that we would want on our podcast or want to get connected with. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, I, I actually give Carter his credit. Like when we first met years ago, like every Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day it was, he would just randomly like send me something that I didn't even know I needed. Right. Mm. Um, and so it's just like intentionally making deposits in people that you say that you care about to see them win with no actual like, you know, like uh, agenda. Yeah. Right. Um, and so when you do that, right, when you invest in those relationships, those relationships, like p- humans are wired for reciprocity. Right. 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 And so it's just, it's just pivotal, right, to be able to have those relationships and people want to see you win and feel indebted, right, to you uh, to want to be a resource to you. One thousand percent. And like that's why I say like investing in masterminds, because some some of relationships you can't pay for directly. Right. Like when I pay fifty thousand dollars to get into a room. It's a bunch of other crazy people that pay $50,000 to get in the room, right? right? So when I talk to that person, they don't have to vet me. Is he serious? Is he like, right. does he want, it's like, you paid the money to be here too. So like most of my highest level relationships came from these really expensive rooms. So mm. even if I don't learn nothing from the person who I'm paying the mastermind for, I'm, I'm learning things from the people around me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm building those relationships. So, like, I tell people all the time, if you pay $5 to get into a room, you're going to have $5 conversations. Right. If you pay $50,000 $50, to get into a room, you're going to have $50,000 conversations and, and, and over and over. So, ask yourself, what type of conversations do you want to have? What's given you guys a greater return on investment has been in relationships that you've invested or in the information you've acquired from getting in certain rooms? Mm, that's a, that's tough. <laughs> so I, would say, I would say the information for a few reasons. Number one, because the information, the information as an entrepreneur, this is why I love entrepreneurship so much. You can get a piece of information today, mm-hmm. implement it tonight, start making money tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. right? So information is key. And what's helped for me is when I get a piece of information, I use that information to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, I got to play for you. Yeah, let me give you this play mm-hmm. on how to make a quick fifty k, right? Okay. And then now, like, bro, you tell me make fifty thousand dollars, like. When, for no reason, bro. Like we locked in for good. Like right. you know, you know what I'm saying. We li- we literally had a videographer we just shot with a couple hours ago. We gonna help him make twenty five thousand dollars next month off one play we just told one him. play. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So like I get information. Then I instead of being selfish and hoarding the information like most people with the, you know, you ain't getting none of this. I share the information to help my friends make money. If you help somebody make money, they gonna remember you. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah, they gonna answer yeah, your phone. Yeah, they gonna answer yeah, your phone yeah, call. I was yeah, money yeah. calling. Let me, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Why calling? Shit. Yeah, yeah. you understand? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And same thing for you in terms of just what's giving you a greater return on investment. Oh yeah, hundred percent information. Right. I, I mean, I, I remember like I invest. It was a, it was uh, not that expensive. It was like five thousand dollars for two days. I uh, went down to Miami. And um, not only did I get a ton of value out of that, but in that room, I helped somebody make a hundred thousand in thirty days off a three-minute conversation, mm-hmm. right? In their econ business, and so it's like, yeah. And so now that person, like, she 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 kept trying to like uh, put put me on. So hey, have you have you done this yet? Have you done that yet? Because I literally. We both got in a room for $5,000 for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, she made a connection with somebody who wasn't even hosting a mastermind who made her $100,000 from a side, side conversation. So, yeah, it just one kind of feeds into the other, right? You get the information. It gets you in a room of people who are just like you. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it, it, it yields other results. Yeah, because you, if you... <laughs> If you're in a valuable room with no value, then what you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to have some value to add to conversations. Mm-hmm. So. When we talk about information and we talk about relationships, 
I'm at the table right now with, dare I say, the best tax strategist in the game. And the last time I had you on here, mm -hmm. you said, and I quote, the next time I get on here, I got to teach your audience how they can go ahead and use business credit to live tax free. You went and back and pulled. Yeah, yeah, I had, to, I had 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 to. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't letting you get on here without that. I wasn't letting you leave without it, ladies and gentlemen. Mister okay. Carter Cofield, how can we leverage business credit to live tax free? This is actually a perfect segue because we were just talking about education. Let's do it, right? <laughs> so what most people don't realize is that, like, you know, pe uh, people um, say like. Oh man, online education is, is a scam. We're getting a mentor is a scam. Mm -hmm. The real scam is we we paying $100,000 to go to college mm -hmm. to learn from somebody who is not doing what we want to do, mm -hmm. nor who is making the money we want to make, mm -hmm. and we can't write college tuition off on our taxes, mm -hmm. right? But you mean to tell me I can go pay a millionaire, like you know, a billionaire like Grant Cardone to learn about real estate. If I pay him $10,000 for that for his mentor program, that $10,000 is tax deductible to me 100%. Mm. So education as entrepreneurs is 100% tax deductible. So here's how I use business credits to, to live tax-free last year. So one of my mentors had a program that was $150,000 mm. for a one day of coaching. One day. I know, right? Right. But again, I, I'm big dog. Say I want to invest in myself. I got to put on the big dog pants, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to invest $150,000 in this program, but I don't want to use my money. So I had two credit cards. I had a Chase Premier Inc. credit card and another credit card. So I had $100,000 credit on each credit card. They both had 2.5% cash back. So I, I, I paid the $150,000 in November of last year on two credit cards. So I had $150,000 paid with other people's money. He's mm -hmm. my business credit for it. I also got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar tax deduction for paying for the education in November, even though the education didn't start to January, because the IRS doesn't care when it starts. The IRS cares where you pay. Mm. I got two and a half percent cash back on on whatever one hundred fifty thousand dollars is, maybe two or three thousand dollars, whatever. So I got I got three thousand dollars plus in free money for using the credit card, mm -hmm. right? Then. I made the money. So March came around. So I started the program in November. I paid for the program in November. I March came around. I made nine hundred thousand dollars that month. I then took a hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah. of the nine thousand dollars that I paid and paid off the credit cards. So none of the money came out my pocket. I used the credit cards to pay for the coaching. The coaching is a hundred fifty thousand dollar tax write off in the fifty percent tax bracket. The coaching literally saved me seventy five thousand dollars in taxes. Mm. Right. So I saved seventy five thousand dollars in taxes. I made like three thousand dollars in cash back. Then I made nine hundred thousand dollars from the coaching. They used the money that I made for the coaching to pay off the debt, the credit cards. Mm -hmm. And people ask, well, Carter, didn't you pay interest from no December? January, February, March. Yeah, I paid about $4,000 a month in interest. But guess what? Interest on business credit is tax deductible as well. Talk heavy. So I got to write off the $12,000 in business in business credit card interest. So I used none of my money and I, and I, and I found a way to make $900,000. So the point of that is why wealthy people use debt to buy assets. They use the money from the assets to pay off the debt. That's, that's exactly what I did. I used the debt to buy an asset, information is an asset, probably one of the best assets you can get. Then I use the money I made off the information to pay back the debt. If we want to be the 1%, we have to start thinking and acting like the 1%.
Now, now he's just stepping into my lane with talking about the wealthy and the talent. Yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. listen, listen. I mean, I mean listen. I, I, Spice I, levels. You, you got, I don't know if you got. To, you want to match him play for play, ball for ball. He just I mean, I, those, I, I mean, somebody put a beat on. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> no, but, but now that is kind of a perfect, a perfect layup to my my strategy, right? Okay, so let's, do it. let's, do it. let's talk about. So, it. so, so as y'all know, right? My strategy, the strategy that you told me that went in L.A. Yeah, and So yeah. This, this, and I'm, you know, I consider myself to be very smart. Mm-hmm. I walked out of the restaurant. When it was too much. When, you're, when, you're when I heard strategy. this, it, I walked out. I was like, bro, you Let me tell you something. If you, if you, before you say the strategy, I'll get up and I'll leave this podcast studio right now. <laughs> if it's too, if it's too saucy, I'll get up and walk out. The, go ahead. Bro, okay. Here. All right. Okay. Here. So look, and so, I put it on my account just to prove. So Listen, like, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go so, ahead. Go so ahead. Here, here's the play, right? Talk to me. So Carter just mentioned how he likes to leverage other people's money to essentially build wealth, right? In, in, his, own, in his own right. Right. So what I realized when you invest in a brokerage account, my favorite is M1 Finance, right? They will let you leverage up to 40% of your portfolio value and borrow against your money. So let's say you have 100000 invested, mm-hmm. right? You can get a line of credit for $40,000 against the value of the hundred. But here's the sweet part. The hundred thousand dollars still remains invested. So when you're so an investor like me, who's at year to date is like at fifty percent returns, my hundred thousand gets to earn uninterrupted. I get to then borrow against the value of my portfolio, take the forty thousand tax free. By the way, tax free, right? Tax free. By the way, then I can take that forty thousand and invest in real estate invest in whatever else I want. And my preference is any cash flow producing asset because my portfolio, I'm not selling, right? I'm just appreciating in value. So I want to have another investment that's producing cash flow. Let's say short-term rental is all the way right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I invest in a short-term rental property, right? Then I take the cash flow from the short-term rental property and I then reinvest that back into the portfolio, which effectively allows me to get three uses out of the same dollar. Because I invested in the portfolio originally. So that's the one that the, so you invest $100,000. That's one time. That's one time. Borrow against it to buy the cash flow producing asset, right? Which is the real estate, right? That's two. Because remind you, that's still appreciating. Then three, take the cash flow, right? And then reinvest it back into the portfolio, which is also going to get the same return of the original money invested. Can I, almost done. There's more? Go, 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 go. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Now, as Carter also alluded to, right? I'm borrowing that $40,000, right? But loans are not taxed as income, right? So I, not only do I not experience a taxable event, I experience no taxable event. On top of that, I get to write off the loan interest because there is a small amount of interest, right? That I'm using for the $40,000, right? So that's, you know, the... It's, it's, the clo- the it's the closest thing to legal money laundering yeah. that like we have. So like I can... Like, so, you know, we also about, you know, uh, borrowing, you know, money, use other people's money, but like you're becoming your own bank, literally. Like you, you can borrow. And like the crazy thing, well, people, usually when you borrow money from a portfolio, so if you had a hundred and you borrow 40, only 60 remains. Correct. Mm-hmm. But this, you, you have a hundred, you borrow 40, the hundred is still there. And if that, if you earn 50% of that money, it still goes from a hundred to 150. So it's like you're borrowing phantom money and it's not taxable. Yeah, it, bro. Like I have moved all my money over, and I started borrowing against all. But it's, yeah. So that 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 alone should save the audience. <laughs> he said he was gonna leave. <laughs> bro, yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, so it's, it's gonna even deeper. So, yeah, so what, deeper. what if he? What if we do this? I need. I need about to say. I, 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 I'm gonna whisper to see if I'm right. 
So all right, go for it. Go so, so so I forgot who I brought in this. Well, so, go, so, go, so go, let's go, let's, go. let's bring it all together. I, I was supposed to see if I'm right. Yeah. So let's bring it all together. But let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in this portfolio. You can borrow forty percent of it. So you borrow forty thousand dollars. The hundred thousand still invested. And then you use that $40,000 as a down payment for a rental property. Ooh, I knew it. Right? So now you buy this rental property. And with, with the new rental property, you can run a cost segregation study on yeah, the— Yeah, you got it. Okay, okay. So you can buy a new real estate property. Let's say the property, you know, costs $500,000, right? Because you can use that, you know, 5% down payment, whatever. You can do a cost seg study on this real estate property that will let you write off about 30% of the full value of the property in year one. So thirty percent of a hundred of five hundred thousand dollars, I'm guessing, is maybe one hundred and thirty, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So now you get a hundred and fifty thousand dollar tax deduction on that new real estate property. So you have money in the portfolio, you borrow forty thousand dollars of it, use it to buy a a, a real estate property, and you're willing to get a hundred plus thousand dollars for buying a real estate property. So now you just killed all your tax your, your taxes off your earned income that you can use the tax savings to reinvest in the portfolio to buy more ad- like it gets endless bro yeah you see how complementary the strategies are between investing and taxes like well, like trying to build wealth and pay taxes is is like playing basketball with Tim's on right mm-hmm. so yeah. that's why we, and no socks and no socks yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. in 90 yeah. degree weather yeah, yeah there you go there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that's why we realized like yo bro like we really have the cheat code come on right? now come on now listen yeah. listen that's first time in TMFS history. I almost left the damn studio. <laughs> well, you asked it. for it. I almost left the damn studio. Right. Look, you asked for it. There was a lot of game given on this episode, a lot of sauce given on this episode, and this is just one sitting that we're doing here. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, you guys have something coming up to where individuals can sit with you, not just for one one day, not just for two days, not even for three days, but for five days. Yeah. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're doing the Multiply Your Money Challenge um, this January um, because we want, because you know, January is New Year, New Money, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody set these financial goals, but they never find a way to get the information to make the goals actually happen. Mm -hmm. So we want to allow people to spend five days with us so we can teach them a new wealth building and tax strategy each and every day. So by the time you leave this five-day virtual training, you will become the person that can actually achieve the financial goals that you set out to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Big facts. Yeah. And so because here's what we realized. Like we talked earlier on the episode about scam culture and what that means. It's right. like you you can create a soundbite for 60 seconds and probably, you know, gotcha, get mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do a, a one one day workshop or a one one hour workshop, right? Maybe even a podcast episode. But mm-hmm. you in order to, to sit with somebody for five days, right, you really have to know your stuff. Right. right. So it's just another way for us to, you know, separate ourselves. Um, and really help our audience, right? Distinguish, you know, what we're really about, right? Because you can't fake it. You can't fake it for five days. Yeah. You, can't. you just, you yeah. just can't. Five can't. days for two hours a day. So two that's hours ten hours plus Q and A. Yeah, I'm saying so. Like you, you, you can't, you can't fake that type of a time allotted to give new information, right? Mm-hmm. Most, you know, most people probably run out before that time is over. So we just want to start January 2024 off with the right, with the right foot and give people the game that they need to join um, and really be the wealth creator for their family. Cause I'll tell people all the time, like generational curses ran in my family until they ran into me mm-hmm. and everybody can be the generational curse breaker in their family with the right information and execution. And we want to be the people to get that information, but we will leave the execution obviously up to them. So um, what we'll do is that we'll give um, a special discount to people that buy through your link. So we'll, so we won't say any URLs on the show because we will give you a special link. Yeah. And so just go to the link in the show notes and they'll get straight to the website. With only their, for you though. Yeah, I appreciate with, it. With, with, I appreciate it. You, you know I take care of y'all. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I take yeah. care of y'all. You know I take care of y'all. With, with, the, with the link uh, automatically 
uh, is going to apply their discount. So once they go through the Unum link, they'll be able to, to join it, man. But we, we are really here for the people. And if we can impress somebody as smart as you, oh, yeah. we definitely can impress everyday people. Listen, man, I got to make some phone calls after this. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> I appreciate y'all greatly, man. You guys are, like I said, tremendous in the work that you're doing. And I'm excited to see what's to come uh, for the future of Melanin Money. As we close out, let the people know where they can find you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll say from a social standpoint, um, most active platform is Instagram. So George Atchampong Jr. on Instagram. Also for both of us on YouTube, Melanin Money and our business page on Instagram, Melanin Money. Uh, we drop three shows a week on our on our social on um, our YouTube channel. Yep, Cofield underscore advisor on all social platforms. But go follow Melanin Money YouTube channel if you want that long form game. So side note, do you speak tree? A little bit. Got you. We yeah. When I, when I when I when I was uh, going back more frequently, it was it was more second. I know a little something. I got I got Etta and then it cuts uh, off after. Okay. 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 Talk about that after. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Game on top of game. Given. Make sure you guys tune in to the five day challenge that's coming up and tapping with all things melanin and money related. These guys are literally trailblazing when we talk about providing the game that you need to go out and succeed. I uh, appreciate you guys greatly. And as always, for everyone that's watching this episode, what are you doing? Take a second, take a minute, take an hour. Out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead, slap the like button, leave a review, and show this episode some love. As always, I'm Marvin Francois. This is Georgia Chumpong Jr. That's Carter Cofield. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. Thank y'all, and God bless. Peace. Peace.